0: welcome
1: to hallmarked up with mary
0: and sarah
1: so hello and welcome to i believe what is episode seven of season two of hallmarked up Mary is again off this week, but that's all right. We have a couple of guests with us today. It's two of my roommates from college. So this is a bit of a flashback to our past when we used to sit around and watch shows like Felicity and Dawson's Creek. But now we're over 40 and we watch Hallmark movies. So let's welcome Missy. Hey
0: Sarah. It's great
1: Hello. To be here. Good to have you. And Bettina.
0: Hi, thanks for having me. I'm excited to uh talk about this movie. <laughs>
1: That's great. That's great. So, we, we've we been talking to each other a bit more regularly due to the COVID, and we discovered that Missy doesn't really get into these movies too much. She has a husband who probably doesn't care about them either, and her children keep her very busy watching things like, I don't know, Minecraft or whatever you watch. <laughs>
2: oh, yeah, definitely Minecraft.
1: That- so...
2: My son did come out during this one, so I was surprised that I was able to watch a full movie with him without him complaining about it the whole time, so it's something to keep in
1: mind. Oh, wow. A kid liked it. Excellent. And then we did also learn that Bettina is quite the Hallmark fan, so this is going to be great. Yes. So this week we watched Time for Us to Come Home for Christmas with Lacey Chabert, and who was the guy?
2: Is this guy someone that's in a lot of Hallmark movies?
1: I actually have to admit, he looked a little bit new to me.
0: Yeah, um, I don't think yeah. I've seen him before. You know him? Yeah. Oh, here. Stephen Huss- Hussar? Or Stefan? Stephen Hussar? He's Canadian. This movie starts off it appears
1: that Lacey Chabert's character, who's actually called Sarah, I believe her mother has recently died, and her... I think her father is already dead. Is that right, guys?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think she died when she was younger, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So she, it's been just her and her mom for quite some time. And Sarah is a lawyer, and her mother was a lawyer. And she's just kind of getting back in the swing of things after pre- preparations for her mother's funeral or whatever. And her work kind of says, we're going to send you a gift, you know, no pressure to come back and whatever. So she she gets this invitation in the mail which she assumes is from her work to go stay at a hotel in where were they i don't even know i don't remember
0: i don't know because she was she was in new york wasn't she she was trying to wrap up some of her mom's cases
1: but then they were talking about seattle but i don't think they were in seattle i don't know i don't don't know where
0: yeah sorry she worked in seattle so that's where her, her firm was and then she i think she was in new york trying to wrap oh, her up problem. her mom's stuff, but I don't know where this inn was. It must have been close to New York. That's it's what nice. I felt like.
1: It was somewhere east coast. Did you catch, Missy, where it was?
2: Yeah, I wrote down that she was in Brooklyn. So, other than that, I don't think they actually explained.
1: Okay. Well, she, she gets this invitation to go to, and I almost couldn't find the name of it, but the Snowfall Inn. And she turns up there, and it's great. It looks like a, you know, giant cabin in the woods kind of scenario. And she gets checked in or whatever. And she meets the hotel owner, Ben. And he seems like a nice enough guy. And, you know, whatever. Then Ben's sister turns up. And she was coming. Always going to come. But she came early. And he's super excited to see her. Then others start to arrive at the inn. Jasper, who is like some kind of jazz man.
0: (laughs) A musician.
1: uh, Yes. (laughs) He arrives. And he says that he didn't bring his wife. And, you know, that's okay. And you kind of think there's something more there, but you don't really know.
2: Did you get a vibe from him? Like, maybe he was into her? I mean, I don't think that's what he was going for, but that was the vibe I got.
1: Oh, wow. No, no, no. I didn't know about that, but maybe. And,
2: and then he, along with other people, mentioned that Sarah is a really great name. So, wondering <sighs> if you like that.
1: Oh, I did like that. But actually, that may I might have to talk about that later, for sure. So, essentially, Ben tells Sarah and a few other people... That they should come to this, like, ornament event where they're going to, like, decorate ornaments or whatever. And when Sarah is at the ornament decorating thing, she meets another woman who I think is called Karen.
0: Yeah, that was Karen. Yeah,
1: Divorced single. (laughs) That's right. Divorced single. She got an invitation similar to Sarah's
0: to come to the inn. Karen thought it was a sweepstakes
1: you just get entered into sweepstakes you're right Karen thought that it was a sweepstakes and and Sarah's like well I didn't enter a sweepstakes so this other lady she also got her thing she was divorced like Bettina said and but she actually Karen had actually stayed at the inn in the same room 30 years prior and they were like oh that's weird well I've never been here before just like well I have so then another person arrives, and it's a father-daughter combo from Southern California, and the dad's, like, obsessed with the Christmassy vibe, and the daughter, like, can't be bothered because she's, like, an early teenager, potentially, I would say.
0: Yeah.
1: Then we then we get a little visit from Frenchie, who used to own the inn, and she's just, like, dropping off some stuff for Ben. I don't know. I can't picture it. I don't know. I can't remember what she dropped off. She dropped off an angel. Oh, that's right, for the tree. So then the next activity that all of these guests are gonna do is they've like put them on a bus to go to a standard Christmas tree farm, which is in every single Hallmark movie. Is it? Oh yeah. Oh, oh
2: yeah. Oh
0: right. And there and there's lots of events that they can do and of course a hot chocolate stand because it wouldn't be a Hallmark movie without hot chocolate. Exactly, exactly. The other thing
1: this year that we seem to see across all the movies is some form of cookie baking, which I have to admit, I don't know if I remembered in this movie, but I'm sure they covered that.
2: Oh my gosh, they they sure did. They <laughs> saved the day with their cookies.
1: Yeah, yeah, they did the gingerbread. Oh, of course they did, because they couldn't get it from the bakery. Uh, anyway, yeah. we're getting ahead of ourselves with all, all right. of our cliches. With all our cliches. No, I did it too, so it's my fault. So they, they go to the farm, they, you know, whatever, drink hot chocolate, do all that merry merry stuff. Then Ted arrives, who appears to be some kind of old flame of Karens, maybe. Right? Yes. yes. And we soon do discover that they were, in fact, old flames. So now it's getting really fishy. And, and Sarah's like the detective in the hotel. And she's sort of figuring out that nearly every person has one of these invitations that they all got. And they can't figure out who sent them and blah, blah, blah. So sarah's like helping with all the decorations and she's really trying to figure out how to get karen and ted together and doing all this detective work all in the background so then you know they first find the photo of her mother right
0: yes so there's a wall of pictures on the at the inn that like from throughout the years so yeah sarah sees her mom on the wall so then she he said that there's more pictures, and that's when they went and looked for more.
1: Exactly. So her mother was actually pregnant in the photo, too. So Sarah was technically there. Yes. Yeah. And they find another photo that then essentially has nearly everyone represented somehow. Like somebody's grandfather was there. The guy, the jazz man, was actually the band. You know, Sarah's mother was there. Karen and Ted were both there. And some random guy that they he seems to be the only one not represented, right? Correct, yes. Gosh, so, what was his name? Uh, Peter. Peter Sanderson. Yeah, Peter Sanderson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I just scrolled out to that. So, and they kind of are able to discover all this. There's like a little side story where they go to the local post office and they find the postmark. So they've actually been sent from locally. So right. then they start to think that maybe this Peter Sanderson is the guy who, who sent all the invitations. And... Other side story, Jasper's, like, teaching the young girl to learn the piano. And the dad said he could play guitar. And so everybody's getting, like, happy about singing Christmas songs together for that. Sarah, I put, sings a song while they're decorating a tree. And Jasper knows the song. And he's like, that's my song. And it was his band. And only 100 albums were made. And Sarah's like, well, we had this one. And Ben has one. And then they sort of realize that, you know, this is the situation, you know, that's kind of how they get more into realizing this picture. Peter is the one they still need to find. They've talked to a woman in town who says, Peter is her uncle. He never misses the Christmas party. He will absolutely be there. And you can talk to him about these invitations when you get to the Christmas party. Because this is another thing about Hallmark. Apparently, everyone goes to a Christmas party on Christmas Eve that has nothing to do with their family. Right. Like, Every every time there's a public gathering and they go and it's full of people and no one has any other plans except the local town Christmas Eve party. So right at the Christmas Eve party, they do come across Peter Sanderson and he was like, oh, no, I got one of those invitations, but I couldn't come because my wife had a thing and we didn't go. And they were like, what? Who didn't if you didn't send these, who sent them? And how do they magically figure out who it was, guys? I don't remember how this all came together, I have to admit. I know who sent them, but I can't remember how they figured it out.
0: So I think, did Karen say she noticed Frenchie at the party? Because they had seen her earlier at the bakery when they were talking to Peter's niece. She saw Frenchie at the party, and then,
1: yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember the total conversation. But at any rate, it turned out that Frenchie instigated it. She said she just wanted Ben to have a full house for his first Christmas in the hotel. And this was a great group of people that were there in her favorite times at the hotel or something like that. And so essentially, that kind of at least solves the mystery. So, But what happens, because I honestly don't remember now, where Sarah and Ben, I mean, they're obviously falling in love through all this mystery-solving. They, they do have that scene where they have to bake all the cookies cause the, for the Christmas party because the gingerbread sold out or didn't get their order or something. So everybody chips in and there's a big like montage of baking gingerbread cookies. Yep. But how what happens with Sarah? Is she going to stay there? Does she go back to Seattle or New York? Or what ends up with Sarah in bed?
2: Sarah, was that when you fell asleep?
0: <laughs> well, I think <laughs> so because I
1: really don't remember.
0: I don't know if they really kind of said, did they? Oh yeah, she
2: said this is home to me, so I need to be home.
0: Oh so yes, she, did,
2: she decided this hotel is her home now.
1: Right. So this right. this is this is the typical Hallmark thing that happens. Atypical of this season because they tend to not be just staying with the dude and living happily ever after. But apparently, this one did that.
0: Yeah, because she got a call from somebody that needed help with, like, who's going to get evicted, like somebody in New York, like from her mom's old firm or something.
1: Oh, yes. And she was sort of helping them. This had a lot of little side stories that potentially don't need to happen in our rewrite that added very little to the story. But anyway, in the end, Sarah and Ben fell in love and everybody. Oh, and more people fell in love because Karen and Ted end up together, right? Yes. Yes a father and daughter are all happy because
0: they just play Christmas songs together. Oh yeah, and they become amazing musicians in a matter of like <laughs> no time. <Moments. laughs> despite,
2: despite not moving your fingers on the keyboard at well, all.
1: Exactly. <laughs> I think I think the thing I liked about that is that they got to be really good musicians with Jasper just telling them to keep practicing. <laughs> right. And she, I yeah,
0: because think... she, because Cassie was playing like the wrong notes, and he's like, oh, it's a G. And all of a sudden, she's, like, this great piano player. <laughs> yeah, he
1: didn't really teach them. He just was like, keep it up. <laughs> and then yeah. suddenly, they're fabulous. But, and I think that guy was, like, actually some kind of real jazz dude in his Hallmark debut.
2: Yeah, but, I figured he was Canadian or something. Because in the credits, he has, like, one name.
1: Yeah, well, he's called Leon, I think, yeah. is his yeah. name. yeah. So I don't know. I don't know who he is, but I thought he was pretty good. But you know, especially for a non-actor.
2: Her bedroom had her bed in full view of the courtyard, and there were no curtains. <laughs> I wouldn't have been comfortable sleeping in that bed. I, think, I
1: did.
0: I, I think noticed my that
1: mom and dad both commented on that I think <laughs> when we were watching it. Like, and she was in her pajamas with the window totally open, with all the lights on. But like, no one would do that. Right. <laughs> So that, but that kind of wraps it up. Did I miss anything super key,
0: guys? Well, I think like the original when they all stayed at it the first time with Frenchie, it like the power went out and she thought they were all going to leave, and so they ended up staying and like helping her out. Like I don't know if it was one of her first Christmases.
1: Oh it, right.
0: Yeah. So I think that's a key part too because they could have all left. She she offered to set up rooms at other places, but they all stayed and, like, sang Christmas carols and that's Twilight, a picture.
1: like, and hopefully yeah. the fireplace or something? Yes, yes. Right, right, right. I thought
2: she said that uh, Jasper's wife, um, Sarah, was the one that was there. <sighs> not Correct!
1: Him. So that's yeah. why Sarah was called Sarah. I knew there was a thing about that, because yeah. Jasper's wife is now dead, she was called Sarah, and Sarah was named after Sarah.
0: Because... Sarah's parents drove Sarah Jasper's wife wife, to his gig. And that's how they ended up buying the record.
1: Right, right, right. See, it all comes to fruition now. (laughs) Now I'm remembering it all. Yes. It was obviously memorable. (laughs) Okay. So I think that does, does that wrap up all the key moments that we think are important in this mystery? I think so. Okay.
2: Cool.
1: That's a good bingo. Congratulations. So now the next thing we always do in our show is we talk about our favorite Hallmark Christmas bingo moment. The most (laughs) cheesiest of all time. This one was full of them. But the thing that I noticed, this one in particular, which I haven't seen a lot of this season. So my bingo moment is what we like to call digital snow. So it's when they don't actually have snow, snow falling in the set. They just put it in post. So it's like just coming on the screen, but not actually getting on any of the people.
0: Yeah, there was a lot of snow in this one. <laughs>
1: and all of it was digital snow.
0: <laughs> was yeah, like... and, I, and I love how they always like don't wear coats or she's wearing like this tiny dress that like she wouldn't be cold at all in.
1: <laughs> like even at, when her party dress at the end that she goes yeah. like. And they just step outside like no big deal. Oh, yeah. No.
0: Didn't like, he put his coat around her?
1: Eventually. But like, yeah. you wouldn't have gone out like that in the first place if it was actually the dead of winter.
0: Right. if not. it was snowing, that
1: means Canada. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. They're not in Canada.
1: Well, we don't know where they are, but not they're New somewhere York. cold, obviously. Bettina, what do you think was your favorite Hallmark Christmas bingo moment?
0: I think the hot chocolate. I think, like, every single movie I've watched, like, they always get hot chocolate. Like, it's it's amazing. And there's always, like, a stand that sells hot chocolate outside.
1: Because, you know, those are everywhere at
0: Christmas time.
1: Outdoor yeah. hot and,
0: chocolate stands. And you know what I've seen a lot, too, is them cooking marshmallows outside over a bonfire in the middle of winter. Like, I've seen that in a lot of movies. And they it was in this one when, when they were at the tree farm.
1: Oh, yes, they did do that, too. They had, yes. like, s'mores and stuff. Yeah, it is turning into be pretty staple, and, you know, not a lot of people are spending their days doing that outside in winter because, you know, it's just too cold, but whatever.
2: Well, all those hot chocolate cups were very empty, so is that <laughs> normal, too? Yeah. I think once I noticed it might have looked like it had some hot chocolate in it, but not usually. Better fill my cup all the way up,
1: <laughs> or I'm not yeah. paying for it. Exactly, well, do- especially hot chocolate.
0: Right, and when Owen got it, the dad got it for his daughter, he's like, oh, I got extra whipped cream in it, and you couldn't see any whipped cream. (laughs) The cup was empty. (laughs) That's so true. That's so true.
1: I didn't even know. I didn't make note of that. Missy, what do you think your favorite Hallmark Christmas bingo moment would have been? Oh,
2: boy. You told me to whittle it down. Can I do (laughs) two?
1: Of course you can.
2: Okay, my first one is probably, I need you guys to explain to me, is this quandary instead of Google thing that they're looking up stuff is quandary a real thing or is that like a <laughs> oh, a movie right. thing
1: no i didn't i, I didn't even catch that That's I, amazing.
0: yeah i haven't seen it in other ones i think this was like a specific time for us to come home for christmas moment <laughs> quandary
2: <laughs> i thought maybe it was canadian google or maybe they just didn't want to pay to say that you know
1: D- did, did it have it? the google colors quandary? it did Oh, see, yeah. I mean, it's usually maybe that they weren't
2: exactly the colors. It was pretty brief.
1: That's a good call. That's funny. Okay. I, apparently,
2: that's not a real bingo moment then.
1: <laughs> well, but that's a very good observation, and and you know, for the mo- for a movie that's on the Movies and Mysteries channel, they need to have quandary in there somewhere, surely. Right.
2: You know? Lots of exciting Google searches. My bingo moment was that they just happened to be at the post office at the same time. They didn't make like a reason for them to both go together, which I think would have been really easy to do, but they just bumped into each other at the post office.
1: Oh yeah, he was just collecting his mail and she was down there trying to like mail something. Which didn't make any sense to me. Oh,
2: no, wait. she it... must have been trying to figure out the stamp, right?
1: I don't think she actually was. She said she was there to mail something, and then she happened to catch glimpse of the stamp while oh. she was mailing something.
0: Yes, she was mailing Christmas cards. Oh, okay. I
1: also felt like, she. <laughs> oh, she's there to go investigate the, the post office, and she wasn't.
0: She was like, oh, I'm just mailing cards. Yeah, and did you notice, like, all the packages that he got? She's like, what is this? And he's like, they're Christmas lights. They were, like, all different boxes, and some were wrapped, and some were not. Like, it was very confusing.
1: I guess the Christmas lights were for their treats, but, I mean, this is the thing that they also do in Hallmark movies, which cracks me up. They over-decorate, like, nobody's business, so, like... Oh, yeah. There'll be a wall with, like, nothing on it except eight wreaths on the wall. And who puts, like, eight wreaths on their wall inside their house, right? Yes. So they over-decorate. But then, like, the 23rd of December, they're just putting up the trees and the Christmas lights?
0: Oh, yeah, because that's when they did the tree lighting. And I'm like, exactly. who does a tree lighting on the 23rd of December? Oh, every Homer Christmas movie does that. Yeah. Well, you know what else? Sorry, I want to bring oh, up cool. something else, too, where... He was shoveling the parking lot because he said, like, the plow was broken or something. And so he was just going to shovel it all himself. (laughs) He was the worst shoveler of all time. I
1: have to add. Like, he was not even, you know, you need to use the shovel, push the snow along the driveway out of the way. And he was, like, doing it like he was digging a grave.
0: And he had, like, a scarf over his face. Like, it actually looked like he was ready for the cold weather. But then his sister comes up with her, like, jacket open. And it's, like, this thin jacket. (laughs) And...
1: And like a dress on, probably like the women always are definitely not dressed warm enough in these movies right. for sure. Right. And his um, sister
2: kept saying that him owning this hotel was just a distraction for him but i mean it seems like a really successful job to have so i'm not sure why she's like what are you doing here you're just trying to distract yourself from
0: this girl you broke up with well yeah because he's he's... heartbroken because that's they're always heartbroken over somebody
1: (laughs) and she and the sister just wants him to find a girl and settle down and live happily ever after like he he doesn't need he doesn't need a job he just needs a wife
2: is that kind of tropey
1: well, I would say no. The men always have jobs. Well, to be fair, sometimes they are just running a Christmas tree farm, but they have a job. <laughs>
0: and, and <laughs> you know, what, he
2: was so busy. Like, you know, they tried to play him as extremely overworked, but then he had time to go to a Christmas tree farm all day long.
0: Right, that's and right. he played he played chess with us, Sarah, that one night. Oh,
1: that's right, that's right. What we've discovered while particularly doing this podcast is that the men of Hallmark tend to be of two kinds. They either are like the henley, flannel-wearing, Christmas tree farm, snowfall-in-owning, you know, nice guy, or they are a suit-wearing guy that's overworked, works on Wall Street, and is going to destroy the town. Those are the two <laughs> kinds of men in Hallmark movies.
2: This nice guy is kind of boring, huh?
1: Well, the guy that wears a suit is usually not nice. So the one that has lots of money, even though that might be the guy that they're with when they arrive in the small town, right? it will definitely not be the one they end up with because that man is rude and overworked and obsessed with money.
0: Yeah, he becomes the ex-boyfriend.
1: <laughs> and, and usually, as Mary and I have discussed several times, very amicably, they're just like, Uh, I've known this guy for one week, so I'm going to be with him, okay? And the guy's like, okay, bye. And he
0: just leaves on Christmas Eve or whatever. Right, and they're like engaged or they've been together for years and it's fine. And
1: it's totally fine. No one's upset. It's all just like, well, this guy that I met five seconds ago, he wears a Henley and he works at Christmas Tree (laughs) Farm. And he has a lot more going for him than your job on Wall Street, so... Is that okay if we break up? And they're like, yeah, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. <laughs> so this was a little bit different to that. But let's yeah. think about now, actually, that takes us quite well into what we think would be hashtag relatable. And I did actually come up with something now. So you guys can can start with your relatable moments and I'll chime in after that.
0: Okay, that one was hard. Missy, do you want to go first? <laughs> sure. I have two. I did think it was
2: relatable that the dad was trying so hard to get his daughter's attention. Oh, See, he seemed pretty genuine and then she was like you know texting a lot but then she took a phone call and I was like I don't know if kids actually do that because I don't think they talk on the phone really but I mean <laughs> I could be wrong I thought they just texted anyway I thought that was pretty nice
1: oh yeah that was a good one for for the parents of the three of us
2: <laughs> <laughs> that ornament painting seemed pretty cool so I was thinking maybe I could try that
0: okay that's good oh. what What about you Bettina? What did you find
1: hashtag relatable?
0: This one was tough for me because (laughs) there was a lot of not relatable stuff. (laughs) The one thing I did come up with was when Karen got there and she had a bunch of stuff because she packed so much. Like that would be me packing like for vacation, like only staying for a short amount of time. But I have like a bunch of stuff packed
1: (laughs) because you never know what you might need at the Christmas tree farm, at the Christmas tree lighting, at the Christmas tree decorating, at the cookie vacancy. At the right. party, you know, right. there's a, thats a lot of outfits. That's a lot right. of outfits. It's a bit yeah. like the the Barbie from Toy Story.
0: Yeah. I, so that's I, that's the only thing I found. It was it was tough.
1: <laughs> well, and of course, this is a bit of a cop out, but I'm going to say that my relatable moment was that, well, first of all, that someone was Sarah in this movie because that was a very nice call. I suppose but that then, is quite
2: relatable. Yeah,
1: <laughs> very relatable. And what's also relatable is that now, granted, I was not named after someone's wife. I was named after. A cousin of mine and my mom had to call her sister and say do you care if I call my daughter exactly the same thing that you called your daughter because we have the exact same name actually and she said no we don't care about that at all so there are two Sarah Janes in our family oh wow
2: that's cool, that's cool. Sarah I'm surprised Jane. she didn't care
1: yeah no she didn't care and so she's like probably I don't know maybe like 12 years older than me or something like that Are you a bit tired of the Hallmark movies and need a break? Here is a little cross-promo for a fun upcoming live stream. This Saturday night, the 19th, which you could tune into instead. Please enjoy Undertaking Christmas.
3: after his perfectly planned life falls apart in New York City. Party planner Nick Holiday has no choice but to return to his quaint hometown of Sadness, Indiana and help a family funeral home from going six feet under right before Christmas. Love, as well as snow, is in the air when Nick meets Chris, the local mortician, who has a daughter, Virginia. Then there's Cole, the also gay but not nice mayor from the town next door and who could forget the local woman who may or may not actually be Mrs. Claus. It's an original story with all the things that make you feel like maybe you've seen this one before, except you don't remember there being so many gay characters. Featuring over a dozen original songs written and performed by the award-winning Joel B. New, along with original storybook illustrations by Chrissy Fox, Broadway's Gillian Berkowitz at the piano, and Broadway's Carolyn McNinney providing narration as Mrs. Claus. So hop in the holiday hearse and come along for the ride as Nick discovers that life is for the living. And so is love. Oh, and Christmas.
1: We thought this movie was a decent attempt at a mystery, but not as good as it could have been. And when we're thinking about how this movie could have been done better, we do think the premise of the invites arriving to everyone and this old group of people coming back after 30 years or whatever is really cool. But what happens next after they all arrive is going to change for sure. So they all are there they're maybe even at the first instance when we're with Karen in the the decorating of ornaments they start to get a bit of the 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 hotel starts to get a bit spookier shall we say
0: yeah so like maybe some ornaments start falling
1: that's right just weird little things start happening to remind them that they are not alone in the hotel <laughs> Then they go to the Christmas tree farm and other little things are just happening. Like, like I don't know, maybe some tracks in the snow that appear to lead, come from nowhere to nowhere. And, you know, they just are seeing these, these little individual things. And one thing we did notice about this movie, even in, of course, the original version, is that there are a lot of dead people in this movie. And as the movie carries on, we're we're starting to see that some of these people that have a dead associated person in their life are thinking that these spirits that are haunting the snowfall in they are actually their dead relatives that have come to haunt them
0: yeah because they like find things too that were their you know were their, um, their that personal
1: things there. Yes. Or, or maybe they'll come back to their hotel and there will be the hotel room will have four photos of that dead person sitting on their bed just mysteriously or whatever. It's just very, very eerie. This movie's going to be a lot darker. It's going to start to get real scary. And we don't really know what's going on. But luckily, Ben and Sarah can rescue us and help solve this crime. Because this time, they don't just turn up randomly and meet up to solve the crime. They actually are in it to win it. Because we find out maybe in this version that Ben is a former, I don't know, Marine or something. <laughs> Sarah is a lawyer. Or, de- or he's a detective. Yes, yes. He used to be a detective, but he just, you know, he's been hardened by the force. And now <laughs> now he wants to just do, do good for the community and live in his little hotel. But Sarah and Ben start working together to sort of get to the bottom. Where did these invitations come from? And they're able to put it all together. They think that... And a big sort of reveal after each individual person. You know, Jasper has had visions or signals of his wife. Sarah's even thought about her mother in this creepy hotel. And everybody's getting scared. The grandparents are, de- are dead of Cassie's grandparents or whatever. But I don't even remember if they were for sure. But anyway, all of the ghosts are there. And they're starting to haunt them. And everybody's freaking out. And, you know, the power goes off a lot in this movie. And, you know, there's lots <laughs> of darkness and all that. So Sarah and Ben... Let's see. They've put it all together and they've decided that it is in fact Frenchie who sent the invitations. So they invite everybody to the party. They're like, you know what? We're still going to have the party. We need to be happy and maybe we'll just calm the ghosts down at the party.
0: So what happens at the party? So then they're all around the Christmas tree and then it starts to fall on them? That's right. That's what we think. The,
1: The tree is just magically falling out of And everyone has to, like, quickly jump out of the way. And then Ben catches the angel. (laughs) That's right. And he's like, all right, me and Sarah, we solved this. And what happens next? Missy, you tell us.
2: Didn't the tree, like, knock into Frenchie? And then her mask came flying off? And it wasn't Frenchie after all. It was Beth, the (laughs) sister. The
1: sister in disguise.
2: And then everyone steps and says, (laughs)
1: Bess? And even the dog in the corner goes, oh? And then she says, I would have gotten away with it too. (laughs) If it wasn't for you meddling kids. And then they have Bess tell her story about how she was in love with Ben's ex-partner in the police force. But he got (laughs) shot on the job. And Ben didn't do anything to protect him. And so she's very upset that Ben not only lost the love of her life but also left the police force and all of his legacy behind to come to the Snowfall Inn and just run this stupid inn. And so she thought that if she could just scare the wits out of him, he would leave the hotel business forever. That's well, awesome. So now, essentially, luckily for Ben, he still has some buddies in the force, and they are already on standby. But he is pretty upset that they're going to have to haul away his sister because I don't think even Ben and Sarah saw that coming. I think yeah. they thought they caught Frenchie red-handed. But when she pulled off that creepy mask, they were really surprised. <laughs> wow. This is so much better than the original one, guys. I can't no, wait I to think, see this version. No,
2: yeah, I don't think sleep- you fell asleep that time.
1: <laughs> no, I definitely would not have. I definitely thought this would be a bit more like Clue. And I think the fact that we all collectively scooby doo it up made it just definitely the more mystery that we need to see on some of these hallmark christmas movies i think particularly on the movies and mysteries channel
0: no i agree like now it really deserves to be on the mystery channel because it's a true it's a true mystery maybe not true crime but true mystery right
2: was this really Um, on the mystery channel i didn't realize that
0: yeah,
1: well and it's on the late night slot. So, you know, this can be for the non-children audience. So, we we can make it a bit scarier, I would oh, say. Oh,
0: wow. It was really tame as a movie. No, I like it. But then can we make sure Blake Shelton's in it? Oh,
1: yes. Yes. He's the cop that comes in to to arrest Beth, I think. Oh, there you go. Perfect. Yeah. So, is it and sing Time for you to go home for Christmas.
2: Oh, there you go. <laughs> perfect Arnold line.
1: That's perfect. And then the credits and Blake Shelton song go by. It's perfect. So okay. let's take a look at these next week movies. And I'll tell you the titles, and you can have a moment to think about it. And I think we'll have to have Missy do this. So Bettina and I know a bit too much about some of these. Let's have Missy have a guess. And you can, you can do all of them, Missy, or pick one that you think you know what the plot is. It's totally up to you. So... The first one is called Love Lights Hanukkah, and I should add starring Ben Savage.
2: <laughs> well, I, I mean, I can take a first stab at it, and then you guys can correct me for sure. But that definitely sounds like Broadway musical of some kind.
1: Right, ooh, ooh,
2: ben, ben Savage, does he sing and dance and all that? He seems like a triple threat.
1: He's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna in this movie and I can't <laughs> wait to see it. That's great. So
2: he's probably a disgruntled director or something. And then somebody comes to save the play, but they were just passing through town. And I guess they get convinced to stay because they fell in love with this crabby director.
1: Okay, right, that's good. I like it. I like it. So then we also have one of my favorite titles of the season, which I've talked about numerous times, Christmas Comes Twice with <laughs> Tamara of of the famous Tia Tamara twins of the nineties TV show.
2: That sounds like a groundhog day type thing, but I definitely want it to be a James Bond esque Christmas.
1: <sighs> I thought Christmas Walmart only thing. came once a year. <laughs>
2: That would be a little more exciting, too, if they had some kind of spy element to it.
1: Well, we definitely are going to watch this one on the podcast, so look forward to that rewrite that hopefully involves a bit of James Bond-esque rewrite, if not worse than James Bond. Do the sisters
2: ever act together anymore?
1: No, they haven't done one together for Hallmark, but ironically, Candace Cameron Bray started one where she played twins, and it was just her. She played
2: oh. twins like Michelle from Full House. Yeah,
0: <laughs> correct. I, oh my I God! I like that one with Candace. That one was a good one. I, I liked, did like that one. I I liked that one too. Yeah, it was like Parent Trap kind of.
1: Yes, one lived in the city, one lived in the country, and they like wanted to switch for boys essentially.
2: So kind of like oh, you know, like Big Business. Oh, that's a good movie. Ooh, oh yes,
1: movie. very good. That that takes takes us back a while, but I love it. <laughs>
2: oh i'm sorry did i just age myself
1: <laughs> we already said we're, we're aged. it's fine <laughs> the next one missy this is a, a just as a clue but potentially not important on the movies and mysteries channel we have a glenbrook christmas
2: glenbrook
1: with an e at the end
2: all right you
0: got me i have no idea <laughs> all
1: right that's cool bettina any guesses on a glenbrook christmas even though you've seen the trailer maybe
0: I know, I've seen the preview, so we right,
1: can't we can't have you guess. I also know what it's about because I'm looking at it. And then the last one on movies and mysteries is called Unlocking Christmas. Well that
2: one definitely is like a rip-off of Labyrinth, the movie. Oh wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's with <amazing> like, <laughs> mm, Yep. With like a spooky, sexy goblin king and yes. she's got to work her way through a crazy maze
1: oh my god that That... already sounds way better than what i'm sure this movie
0: yeah those are some good rewrites you should uh take notes of those sarah (laughs) absolutely we
1: will be i definitely can see a place for what's his name
0: what david bowie
1: Oh, David Bowie, I wish. We'll have to have some ghost scenes of David Bowie and the James Bond guy. Oh,
2: Pierce Brosnan. Pierce
1: Brosnan, yes. Like, In fact, maybe we could incorporate all of them into one of these rewrites at some point. All right, well, of those four movies, we definitely will be watching Christmas Comes Twice, and I don't know, now I think I need to watch the Labyrinth one, too, because that sounds spectacular. But of all of the movies that happen next weekend, there's one thing we know for sure, and that is one thing we know for sure about next week, is that they will fall
2: in, in love. love.
1: Well, thank you again, Missy and Bettina, for joining me. I have a feeling we might have watched some episodes of Scooby-Doo together on our couch in college when we were probably eating macaroni and cheese on a weekend or something.
2: I didn't really like Scooby-Doo, but I sure watch a lot of it
1: now. <laughs> <laughs> I did like Scooby-Doo, actually. I think I remember them making probably the... Wasn't one of the very first live sh- movies when we were probably in college?
2: Oh, probably. Yeah,
1: so. yeah. yeah. like when they had Where a
2: Michelle st- Geller was huge
1: back then. Yeah, yeah, that's yep. very true, and she she was in it for sure. So, you know, it's not surprising that we relied on our old staple Sarah Michelle Geller to bring us back to Hallmark.
2: Thank you so much for having me. Watch this movie. I just might watch another one
0: sometime.
1: That's great. I know Bettina will.
0: Yeah, no, thanks, Sarah. That's I'm getting my checklist done. I'm trying to I'm trying to watch them all. So thank you, you make, for make that list and check it twice. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Before Christmas comes twice. That's great.
1: Thanks for coming, ladies, and well, maybe we'll catch you on another episode. Thank,
2: thank you.
1: you. Thank you for listening to Hallmark Dup. Find us online at hallmarkdop.com on Instagram at Hallmarked Up, and on Facebook at Hallmark Up with Mary and Sarah. Remember to follow, listen, and review wherever you get your podcast.